Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers, and one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. Welcome back to our podcast. This is such an exciting time of year. I'm here with my cousin, Dave Milliger, and we're talking all about, which people maybe would not expect at this time of year, but this is really when we get into action preparing for this, but all about our Christmas greens. And we're so well known for this. And you have a, <laughs> say a big hand in really making all of this possible. Yeah, well, I'm... I'm gonna... You're so much more than the microgreen king, Dave. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, it is a big deal getting these greens in. We get a lot of them in, and end of October here is when we get going. So all these greens arrive at Milligers. It's not like we're growing them here, but we do purchase the greens in these big bundles. How many bundles or how much arrives here? Well, usually we get one full semi-load to start with. And when it comes, it's front to back, completely full, top to bottom. You open the back and they just start falling out. And they're these big bundles that weigh, you know, 20 to 40 pounds or so. And everybody jumps in and just helps five or six guys and we unload it stack them in the back there and there's just huge stacks that goes on for you know 100 feet and there's 10 feet tall and we've just got all these bundles and we put this big shade cloth over them to keep them drying out oh right then we start getting to work how many thousands of bundles of how much does it weigh? It, we get about 50,000 pounds of greens. 50,000 um, pounds. Okay. And I don't know if you, do you remember this as a kid? I mean, we grew up here, obviously, but when those bundles would come, Eric and I especially would love to jump on them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it's right. encouraged. Uh, it's but. fun to climb on them. Yeah. You come <laughs> way up there and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good time, but. Um, and it smells amazing. Yeah. Oh, it smells really good. It smells like, you know, Fraser fur for yes. uh, six weeks or so here. And it's, it's a good time. We would jump in there and play and it was just, like I said, it smelled so good. We'd be full of sap or whatever, but it was such a fun time when they first arrived. So here they are in bundles and you guys, I've been seeing back there, you've been kind of preparing for them even earlier with the actual containers that they're going to be going into. Right. Yeah. Even in the beginning of summer, really, as soon as the plants are gone, we pretty much start filling the pots and wow. I've got a whole bunch of microgreen soil com- <laughs> compost. I so guess after you harvest the microgreens, then, then you we, take yeah, that we soil. The trays and lettuce too. And that's, that adds up to quite a bit. And we've got all these different size pots and things that we fill with this soil and we set them in the greenhouse and just kind of forget about it until the greens come and they could be sitting there for a couple months at a time. Right. Then all of a sudden we just get the greens and we cut them and stick them in and design our porch pots. All the porch pots. So that does solve the mystery sometimes. And I always get a kick out of it. But when you see the porch pot out there and then there's a little microgreen. Yeah. Well, right now even they, <laughs> growing out of the, the microgreens keep growing. They all are <laughs> sprouting out. We have to kind of clean it up before we start sticking. But yeah, they're. Uh, I'll come up there and eat them. I it, love them. It is recycled, you know, soil and compost, which is good. I feel good about that, that we can use it for something second time. Yes, for sure. And then Ron Peterson, our head grower, really puts into production like how many of each different size container, right? Of the different oh, porch pots. Yes. And They're all counted out a year ahead of time. We know exactly how many of every of the hexagon pots of the 10 inch pots of the tall pots of the, the urns, everything yeah how many grave sprays we're going to be making and he's got it all figured out how many are going to fit in every greenhouse <laughs> yeah, I, way ahead of time. Like he's a year. amazing. Yeah, he knows, he knows yes. everything that's going on. So he's got it all planned out exactly to his science. 
And uh, yeah, we get these in one big semi-load, but then we go up, we drive up north with our own truck two or three, four more times and pick up our truck is like a quarter the size of a semi, but we bring them back. So we even get more as the season goes on and we kind of, you know, figure out exactly what we need. And we... Right. And get even more. Right. And it's nice to kind of get it. Those other ones kind of staged a little bit later, just so that you always have something fresh to work with. Yeah, but right. I'm sure anyone who's bought one of these porch pots from Milligers or gotten the greens find that they last a really long time. So here in Wisconsin, we don't have beautiful flowers to look at all year long, but you need something to look at, right? Some sign of hope throughout the winter. And I just love the fresh greens. We'll do somewhere. I'll just hand stick myself of my containers, but then love to pick up some of these porch pots like <laughs> as a gift or, you know, on the front porch, something like that. But what makes them last so long? I mean, mine were all the way into March. Yeah, they do last a long time. As soon as they're done, as soon as they're made up, at the end of every day, we will spray them with like a wax coating. And that just kind of coats the needles, needles and yeah. it keeps the moisture locked in there. And it, it lasts a long time that way without getting brown. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it was March that I literally took them out and just put them in the fire and smelled like Christmas again in March. I loved it. But it's great that it will be looking so good throughout the entire season. Back up in the, wherever it is, <laughs> back up in the production area, Yes, you guys do a combination of when you guys stock down for the store, some are just like completely plain, right? Nothing. Right, and some just have the greens. We just have the Fraser fir and a lot of these pots and you can kind of design your own. We've got a whole bunch of picks and decorative things that you can stick in there and make it your own. And we also do that ourselves. We've got a, some patterns we follow. and So you have a production team that makes X amount of this right. style yeah. or this style. A or few people will go in and stick the greens and then another group will go in and put in the berries and decorate them. Whatever and else you want. We've got so many things. And is there, have you noticed in the past couple of years, because you've been a big part of it, a certain trend of like the decorations that people like the most or uh yeah i guess the berries are popular they're nice you know they, they're red obviously and they look mm -hmm. uh, they're kind of nice contrast with the greens but we have i don't know we must have 50 kinds of red berries that you can put in there <laughs> literally we're so, obsessed with these berries yeah. that go in the containers and any of them that you see they're all frost resistant or frost proof so they pass the Charmin squish test so you can squeeze that berry and that means that it won't crack during the extreme cold or anything like that we have this winter but you're right the berries show up so much and I heard that this winter is going to be a snowy winter so to see that beautiful red with the snow is going to be gorgeous I can't wait so some of the yeah the greens come down yeah. undecorated and decorated right and then you can you know sell all kinds of different lights that you can put in there um, oh true and that really makes a difference too for your porch pot especially with how dark winter can be we have such a shortage yeah. of daylight yeah oh yeah it's true and you help a ton with our winter workshops so just like in the spring when we have our big jumbo hanging basket workshop which has such an incredible following we offer it i think eight different times in the springtime now for the winter we do our winter workshops so you can choose either from an urn or the actual porch pot fiber pot itself and we're offering this you can see this on our website but we're actually offering it six times this year this is the most we've ever offered it because the demand just keeps growing. People have so much fun and you do such a great job of really setting up those classes and getting everything into place. 
Yeah, we bring over everything down to our expo greenhouse. That's where we have our farmer's market and our main kind of area where people shop and everything's ready to go. And all our picks and all the decorative pieces are down there too. And you can just go walk around, pick everything you want, whatever, no limit. And you pick it out and decorate it. And then you can take it home right then and it's all good to go. Yeah, it's so much fun. This is kind of like a, you know, I want to say girls night out because really this is fun for everybody, fun for all ages. Couples will come out kind of like a date night to be able to create their containers together but we serve wine wine is included with your ticket and then we always have a special discount on the decorations that night for people who sign up for the class then you get a special savings actually on the container itself too so I think you save a dollar by buying the fiber pot and then I think it's I don't know if it's five dollars or something like that on the urn just by signing up for the class but things can get a little crazy. I see you running around all over during those workshops. Yeah, people want something and you can't quite find it or you need to go in the back and get it. And But uh, it's it's good. People want me to saw some birch logs. and you get You're the master at you that. Gotta, you got to jam those in there. But once you do, they're they're solid in there and they're... I they love really the birch. Nice. Nice I've never get tired aspect. of that. Yeah, right, getting some height in there. And I've noticed a trend of people making more of a natural container. So something that looks good all winter long. Like you mentioned, the berries, pine cones, some fresh birch looks nice and wintry. And then they can add a little bit of flair, like maybe a little snowman or something that says Merry Christmas, a little sparkle, something like that. And then you can always take that out, of course, after Christmas and just enjoy the greens and the other more natural decorations. Right. Yeah. You can take those elf legs out of there. Uh Right after Christmas. (laughs) I love the elf legs. They make me smile. But the lighting is key. We have those amazing twig branches that come in all sorts of different colors and combinations. But they offer that great height and you can kind of manipulate the branches so that it looks exactly the way you want it to look. So we talked a lot about the fresh greens with the porch pots. But there's also another aspect. And really, when we talk about our family history and what grandma and grandpa used to do here is the cemetery sprays. Right. We do make quite a few grave sprays. They come in a couple different, there's like an oval pattern and then there's a round one. They're pretty big. They look really good on the grave site. We make grave blankets too. Just a flat, big, like six foot by four foot. And that's what you put on blanket. grandma and grandpa's grave, right? The, more uh, the blankets? No, we, we make the, a real big oval one. for. Oh, them. it's uh, so big. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. You can barely carry it. <laughs> Shoulder that thing out to the site, but it's it'll, really nice when you get it out there. But yeah, we, we make a lot of those. And we deliver them to the cemetery for you. Right, and that's what Grandma and Grandpa were doing in their basement before they were actually even had this Milliger property, was making these grave sprays in their basement with all the greens. And here we are. And I remember even as a kid going up and seeing Grandpa, especially making the, like the moss bags, what yeah, they call right. them. Like they would make those bases and wrap them in that sphagnum moss and then wire the branches to that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember my dad doing that a lot when I was a kid. I didn't make one myself, but that's how, that's how it used to be. And it used to take a lot longer, but now we got a little more streamlined process, but it still takes a while to make one. But yeah, I heard all kinds of stories about my great grandpa delivering them to the cemetery and they would have a whole truck full. And that, that's what I do now. I don't have that much. We don't do that much anymore, but I still bring them out there and deliver them. And it's really fun. I just love doing that. It's real nice in the cemetery. You're just kind of by yourself and you got yeah. a little code or a little number code to find the gravesite. I've seen you with that like big map. Yeah, it's there's, like there's on a board maps. now. Yeah, I've got a binder that I've got the individual maps in. But yeah, there is that okay. old one that's kind of tore up. But I, uh, <laughs> I I used to take that with me. It'd be sitting in the dashboard and I would pull this. This huge down. board out yeah. that has the map of the cemetery. Yeah, you have to be looking around, especially if it snows or something. You're running around. Trying look, to find those find spots. The, dusting off the gravestones and looking, trying to find the one you need. 
Making sure um, it's the right person. <laughs> right, yeah. So, but anyway, that's that's always a good time. I like finding those and I like delivering that. And I feel like I'm kind of carrying out at least, at least a little bit of the legacy of our family yeah, for sure. And I hope that that will be a resurgence of that as, I mean, I just love going out to the cemetery and planting in the springtime. We always, as a family, go out there and make several different stops. And it's an amazing tradition and love doing it at Christmas time too. Or, you know, well, I don't do it, you do it. But I get to drive through and see the fresh green sprays. And Yeah, it's a good good thing, I think. I like to, yeah. Yeah, be a part of that. Let's see, is there anything else that you want to share about Porch Pot production? <laughs> well, I guess we covered it. It's a big deal. As soon as the greens get here, we're pretty much busy. You could have something to do 24 hours a day if you wanted it back here. And yeah, know, if anybody wants to stuck. help yeah. out, we would love it. Yeah, the midnight to 8 a.m. shift, we really need some people <laughs> for that. So uh, The I'm, demand never ends. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it is a lot of work, and we're just constantly producing these things. And, uh, right. You know, until but, but, till mid- Getting ready. mid-December, and then we... It's the end of October now, but like our big preview party is coming up on Thursday, November 3rd. It's for both stores and there's special discounts for our rewards customers that day. And I know we always make sure that we have these fresh greens down there because people like to even purchase them as early as beginning of November because they do survive. I mean, they stay nice and green throughout the entire season. And this is a great early buy where you can get a discount on them. Yeah, they're nice. Make nice gifts. And that looks good. Right. So much better to be able to, instead of just bringing a bottle of wine, maybe to a Christmas party or visiting a friend, like you said, that 10 inch size is so popular that that would be a great size to be able to bring to a friend or bring to a party, a hostess gift, something like that, that will really last. Right. Excellent. All right. Well, that's great. If you want any more information actually on our Porch Pot workshop, again, that's going to be offered six different times at our Racine store. The very first one is on Saturday, November 12th at 10 a.m. Then we go throughout the week and we offer it for another Saturday, November 19th, and then a couple more Tuesdays coming up. So check those out on the website. You don't want to miss it. Again, it's a ton of fun because you get not only to make your own creation, but you get to enjoy wine. You get to hang out with friends. You're in the greenhouse, which is, I mean, we keep it cooler because we don't want these greens to be in a warm greenhouse, but it's still plenty comfortable. We turn the heat on when turning the class and it's, it's fun. It's, it's comfortable. It feels refreshing. It really gets the creative juices flowing. So yes, check that out on our website. All of our events are on our website now. We just really got a lot coming up, but we love to see you and celebrate the season with you. So we will see you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milligers. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.